Welcome back to the Torbay Hospitality Podcast. This week, we are so happy to be joined by Callum, our new co-host. Welcome. Hello, hello. How is everyone this morning or <laughs> evening? It depends when you're listening. <laughs> this week, we have a massive summer festival preview, and we conduct an interview with a titan of the Torbay culture sector, Matt Newbury, who is the chair of the Agatha Christie Festival. Shall we dive in? Let's listen to what Matt Newbury has to say. <laughs> we shall, but it's later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some shout outs though. And some of these, Callum, I know that you know. So here's a shout out today to Rosie, Samantha, Tess, Mark, Abby, Louise, Ellie, and a new friend of the pod, Tuba. We've got Natalie from In Bloom Florist on Lucius Street, Torquay, Sam from The Dock on Torquay Harbor, and Rob from Allsop and Pitts. What's up, guys? You want to say hi to Tuba? Hi, Tuba. How you doing? <laughs> and we must say happy birthday to Little Daisy. We'll be celebrating this evening with some cake and presents, so we'll see you later. Oh, how old is Daisy turning today? Seven. Oh, seven's a big number. <laughs> is it? I, th I think so. <laughs> Maybe 17. But yeah, it's, she's excited. So we've got some big news this week. Um, Torquay was featured in Cosmopolitan magazine under an ultimate guide of where to stay, where to eat and what to do. So they did feature some local hospitality businesses, but the only accommodation property that was featured was a six bedroom, five bath, former B&B, &B, and it's run by Unique Holidays. But they do promote some local restaurants. Burridge's in Torquay uh, was uh, promoted for their Devon cream teas and cakes. Award-winning saltwater had a mention about their fish and chips. And it said in the article they even converted a vegetarian. Oh, no. <laughs> they were so good. Bl blasphemy. I know, right? Well, it wasn't a vegan. And um, the Babakin Bay Cafe's lunch and brunches were mentioned as well. And they also shouted out the local attraction Bygones. We've had oh, a talk about yeah, Bygones. Yeah, we were talking about Bygones just the other day. Yeah, I know. You love it. I love it. I think it's very quaint, very dainty. I've never been. I so. recommend it, but um, you did yeah. say that the model village wasn't your favorite. No, it, it was just because I took Little Daisy and she didn't understand it okay. <laughs> because it didn't do stuff. You know what I mean? I think kids nowadays, they want to have like everything kind of whizzing about. Well, maybe now that she's seven. Yeah, she's more sophisticated. Exactly. She'll she, enjoy bygones. She'll, under, she'll get bygones. <laughs> but the pub that they mentioned with that was their favorite was the hole in the wall. So they seem to concentrate quite a bit around Babacombe, around the clock tower. But that's not all. They did mention Soak on Abbey Sands, along with Beacon Cove, the beach, Tour Abbey Museum, and some other locations that were along the kind of 12-stop Agatha Christie Mile. It's good to have, you know, national exposure in a modern glossy magazine. It's great news for Torquay. And our thanks goes out to Cosmopolitan Magazine and to Unique Holidays for pulling together all of this great press. So, more news. There was a community meeting last night in Paynton about the flood defenses. Wasn't your dad there, Alan? Yeah, my dad was there. Actually, my dad just got um, appointed as the chairman of the, I think it's the partnership. Um, yeah. Partnership between the council and the public. Okay. Um, so he's going to be on that wall defense, seawall thing, and also a bunch of other local projects in Paynton. Oh, that's great, because he owns one of the um, B&Bs. Yeah, uh, the, the Cherry Tree Hotel. Shout out. <laughs> shout out the Cherry Tree, yeah. So um, do you know anything about, like, the flood defenses? Like, is this, like, was this, like, the first meeting, the public consultation, or was it? I think they, they proposed two flood defense walls so far. 
Uh-huh. The first one was very basic. It didn't look good at all. And the, okay. the local residents really didn't like it because it was essentially going to cut off all the views. Oh, okay. The wow. second flood defense wall looks much, much better. Okay. But seems to be a much higher budget that I'm not sure <laughs> is, is going to be, you know, actualized. So I think there's mm. a, there's a nice middle ground where it's going to be a little bit more attractive than that first proposal. Yeah. But it's not going to be, you know, all the bells and whistles. The one that's proposed at the moment is essentially turning that green just bef- like the green between the beach and the road. Yeah. Like paint and green or Preston green. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's turning that into the flood defense. Oh dear. Um, okay. Which looks great on paper. Does it? But okay. I, th- I think it might be a little bit over budget. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't, don't talk about the budget. We don't talk about Bruno and we don't talk about the budget either. Sorry, <laughs> Bruno. Tools. I know, right? Because, oh gosh, every time you pick up the newspaper, it's just like, you know, they need 40 million. Basically every project in Torbay needs all, all, they all need 40 million. So good luck. <laughs> Speaking of the papers, Torbay Weekly has their awards finalists have been announced for the tourism category and they are Ken's Caverns, Splashdown, Beverly Holidays and Pier Point. Congratulations. And turning to restaurant news, Pier Point on Torquay Seafront has restarted their Sunday seafood barbecues. Ooh, very nice. I know, from noon, weather permitting, booking is encouraged. On the topic of seafood, lobster seems to be having a bit of a moment. Right in Torquay, there are three offerings that are all kind of based around Torquay Harbor. Offshore is featuring like a lobster platter. The dock has an authentic surf and turf when you pre-order by phone. So you can get like a steak and a lobster, which is the classic. And I just saw today the dressed crab kiosk that's like kind of outside Shiraz on the, um, between the strand and the harbor. Okay. They, they're serving whole lobsters right on Inner Harbor, oh, wow. like out of a kiosk. So you can just like <laughs> sit in the sunshine and just like eat a lobster. I'm like, where did this come from? It's okay. great. <laughs> I'm heading over there immediately after we finish this recording. <laughs> Straight to the dressed crab. We just shared it out to stories because it looks like so iconic. Cantina in Goodrington is promoting their summer hours. So they're open now seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And they close early on Sundays at 5. Hamilton's has reopened in Babacom and they're featuring a great tapas menu. So stop in and say hi to lovely Marie and her team. Hi, Marie. Hi, Marie and team. (laughs) And team. This weekend, don't miss Sharpham's Celebration Day in Totnes. It's at the Sharpham House and Gardens. It starts at 1030. It's a free event, but you can actually book a parking space on Eventbrite. You search for Sharpham Summer Celebration Day. And do we know what kind of event that's going to be? Are we going to have music there? Yes, all yeah. of all of the above and wine, I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. yeah, they're celebrating everything Sharpham at their kind of grand central location at that big grand home. So yeah, it's like an estate. So that's quite cool. And now turning it to bar news. Have you seen the mermaid? Have I seen the mermaid? (laughs) Have you seen the mermaid? I haven't seen the mermaid. Should I be looking for the mermaid? Oh, for sure. It's just opened in Brixham. So this is a new kind of cocktail bar. It's owned by the lovely people that brought you Liberty, the Prince William and La Petite Maison all over in Brixham. And the mermaid is set to be the must visit cocktail bar on Brixham Quayside. Oh, very nice. Do we know when it's going to be opening? 
It opened last week. It okay, opened on Wednesday. Open. Okay. It so just we, opened. We got to check it out. Congratulations to the team over the Prince William on another successful launch. Honestly, they're taking over, but honestly, they deserve it. And it's really cool. It's got like this bubble wall and like mermaids all around. And you think, oh, is that going to look great? It looks absolutely fantastic. So yeah. Have you visited? I've seen the photos. Okay, okay. During the pirate festival, it was like a pop-up, I think, because the proper mermaid wasn't... <laughs> I guess I shouldn't call it the proper mermaid. The real, you know, like the proper uh, bar wasn't open yeah. yet. And so it was just a pop-up and they called it the Slippery Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. So it's like, head on over to the Slippery Mermaid. That All every all the pirates were like, oh, yeah, I want to have some of that. Where's was, the Slippery Mermaid? <laughs> I know, it was really good. And then they closed down after the pirate festival and then redid everything, you know, like as it should be. And now they've just reopened. Upgrades the normal. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the slippery, mermaid, mermaid. The slipperiness. I don't think it's gone though. I think it's still there. <laughs> trust me. But yeah, the cocktails look great and everything. So that's great. And then get your mates together for a bottomless brunch. Now this is one for the diary. 24th of June at Revolution. And they're doing a cowboy cowgirl theme. And they've got inflatable cows to so get out your lasso. Oh, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. In supplier news, we have an interview coming up with Rob from Allsop Pits. So if there's any questions that you want to ask about this esteemed kitchen supplier, please just drop us a DM on the Torbay Hospitality Instagram and that'll be coming up. I've got a chat with him on Monday. Hi, Rob. And over in attractions news, this is kind of interesting. Torquay Museum is putting on like this completely different event. It's for kids that are 7 to 15 years old. It's called Sleepwalk Like an Egyptian. So Daisy, Daisy can go now. She's she seven. Can, she she, can. She's age appropriate. Don't put that in her mind. But um, it starts this Saturday at 6.45 p.m. And you get to have a sleepover at the museum with loads of activities. And they have a ton of activities actually on the website. So book your tickets at torquaymuseum.org. And is that going to be accompanied by parents? Or is there kind of like a drop-off session? <laughs> I, do, I hope not. Not at seven. I'm sure the folks are allowed to stay as well. So yeah. Ken's is running this pop-up summer cinema with an 80s weekend and that starts on Friday the 23rd of June. It is virtually this 80s film festival so you can take your choice of you can watch The Goonies, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Was that the third one? I, You know what? I used to be so into Star Wars but I, I cannot remember it's been oh, no, I think, did it start at four? And so that would be six? I don't know. Return of the Jedi I think was one it wasn't the original one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Foot Loose, Top Gun, Top Gun in the case. That would be great. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's a classic. That's a good one. I know. I love Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, and also, they're now licensed with a cave bar. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're going there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you go to kens-cavern.co.uk. But I thought when I first read that, I thought it said they've got a cave bear. <laughs> I was like, why is that a feature? It sounds terrifying. But it's a cave bar. That makes more sense, definitely. It does. Um, Tor Abbey is set to begin the next phase of the conservation of the mansion. And that includes upgrading the 14th century gatehouse. But we have been assured that the Abbey will remain open throughout these essential works. And if musical theater is more your thing, the Jersey's Live is coming to Babacom Theater. That's on Saturday at 7.30. So you can listen to the music of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That's this Saturday, right? Yeah. Do, okay. do you Fantastic. ever listen to Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? We'll have to get them on the playlist. I haven't heard Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons before, but I have been to the Babacom Theater. Have 
have you? Yeah, it was yeah. Really nice actually. Do you like it? Yeah, it's a two today. I've never been to the Babacom Theatre. I've only ever been to the Palace and the Princess. Yeah. 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 Do you like it? It was, it was a lot of fun. It was very. It felt very interactive. Oh, that's yeah. good. Like intimate. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I like Frankie Valley. Um, so yeah, we're gonna put that on the playlist next. <laughs> and this is one. This right. Get out your diaries. This is your date night and organized for August. Fleetwood Mac by candlelight at the Princess Theater Friday the eleventh. So you can get dinner and a show. Dinner over of obviously Pierre's. And the show at The Princess. So get booking. It's the 50th anniversary of the area's biggest attractions, Dartmouth Steam Railway. The train of lights has been hugely successful and is a real draw over the Christmas period. And so I think I speak on behalf of all hospitality businesses when we say thank you and happy anniversary to yeah. the organization. i got to say, for, for tourism, Steam Railway is great because um, a lot of the guests that we have at the Cherry Tree, yeah. they'll, they'll go... And it's not just a family day. We have a lot of couples that go on kind of like a romantic day oh, out. That's lovely. And go for the, the railway and then take the ferry all the way to Dartmouth. Yeah. And they really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So where do you get, do you know where you pick up the train, the railway, the steam railway in yeah. Paynton? Yeah. So it's right before, it's right next to the actual train station. Um, oh, okay. But it's just the other side of the tracks. If you're going in from Paynton town, then essentially before you cross the railway mm-hmm. tracks, you turn yeah. to the left. Okay. And it's just in there. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I was looking for them before when we went to the music festival. I couldn't find it. I went to Churston. I went oh, to no. Goodrington. <laughs> and there were signs for the railway, but there yeah. was no station for the railway. Yeah. We ended up driving. No, that's I've, I've only ever taken it from Paynton. Okay. Although when, when I used to go to school at Cherston, we'd always hear it go past yeah, I know. two or three times a day. So. It's funny. You know, we can hear that. We can hear the steam railway from this office over on Beacon Key. So when in the morning, when everything is still and quiet, you can hear the tones coming from the, from the steam railway. And we can also hear the tones from Torquay Rail Station over by the Grand. So we can hear the bing bong bing before they're about to do an announcement it's the most eerie thing it's really cool to hear like all the sounds like because i think like brixham and painton you know you think that they're like quite far away but when it's by water and there's nothing in the way you can hear all of the activity it's quite cool yeah that's nice speaking of the water right the okay national championships are running from torbay yacht club all weekend so you want to look for plenty of activity out on the bay and some lovely sailboats Right now, it's time for our festival special, and we've got all the details you need to know to get the most out of your summer. You going to any festivals this year, Callum? I think I'm going to go to that. Is it the Electric Electric Bay Festival? Yeah, that's in July. You know what? I found out from the research that we were doing for for today's podcast. Yeah. But one of my favorite uh, groups is playing. Oh, that's awesome. Shy FX. Shout out Shy FX. Yeah, we've got Craig David there as well, which I'm sure we're going to get into in a sec. But I'm very excited for it. Yeah, that's cool. A few friends coming down from Bristol who are going to go as well. Awesome. That's fun. I always listen out the window, but yeah, (laughs) I need to get over there. So yes, um, in June, you know, of course, Glastonbury is coming. I think a lot of people from Torbay actually head up to Glastonbury. So that's kicking off on Wednesday, the 21st. And that is coming up really fast. 
It concludes on the 26th, and the festival highlight is going to be Elton John. He's playing the main stage as he enters retirement. I'm not sure he's going to beat Beyonce's <laughs> single ladies performance, where she like actually like lit everything on fire, honestly. That girl, she's got so much energy. So it's, I think it's going to be a bit of a different show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've heard of Glastonbury, though. It's changed quite, quite a lot over the Has years. Has it? I've heard. I haven't been. Yeah, so. I haven't been either. So, yeah. I always grab it on catch-up, so I don't know, I've, other than, like, the great performances that you get. Yeah. You always seem to get the highlights. And July, Torquay, ready for this? I can't believe it. They're getting a bouncy castle kingdom. So there's an inflatable park that is coming to Tor Abbey Meadows, and that's on the 8th and 9th of July. And I think by then, maybe the amusements, the fun fair will be up as well, or maybe it'll be the so, week yeah. after. The Anyway, this inflatable park, it looks absolutely insane. So it's like a big park that they're just going to set up. It's filled with inflatables, and you can go and just do bouncy. Oh, Everything's nice. bouncy. Everything's bouncy. Yes. It's, a, it's and, a kingdom of bouncing. Bouncy Castle Kingdom. <laughs> 8th and 9th of July. So that looks really fun. And then, oh, here, electric bouncy is coming 15th and 16th of July and the headline artist is Craig David so yeah we tried to reach Mr. David for comment but uh, he was unavailable to come on the pod today yeah, we got to the we got to the managerial agent yes, wall <laughs> we did we got so far but then unfortunately we've kind of fell apart but maybe we can get him before the 15th or 16th stay tuned because it's in July so we've got a little bit of time we're going to keep trying to get an interview with Craig David <laughs> and the unofficial official Electric Bay after party is at the Foundry in Torquay so watch for that I think that kicks off about 10 30 at night what does unofficial official well it said it was the official one but i don't know is there an official electric bay after party maybe it is i don't know know. the painting festival is kicking off on the 22nd of july and they've got a big event it's called the party on the green and that's music and drinks from 2 p.m festival continues for a further week after that and they've got a fun fair Food, drink, live music, entertainment, local traders, and crafts. I wonder who they're going to book because I went, I went to some festival on painting green a couple of years back, and they had UB forty. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think UB forty is going to be there. No, <laughs> they tried to get UB forty for the English Riviera Festival in Food and Drink, and then that thing went bankrupt. So I don't think <laughs> UB forty is going to be in Torbay <laughs> anytime soon. I'm sure there's some like litigation or a bankruptcy in in a in the works there. But yeah, I'm sure that they're going to get like a great act. So for the latest information, you visit the website paintingfestival.com and of course they've got stuff all over Facebook on that too so that's cool in August the Tor Bay Steam Fair is coming and that's August 4th to the 6th now I don't know a lot about steam fairs but it's supposed to be one of the biggest events on the Tor Bay Festival calendar and it brings in visitors from all over the UK are we showing off like steam railway trains that kind of stuff yeah it's like vintage cars cars and like old motors and like old motorcycles and stuff it's all like motorized yes. yeah yeah yes i have really been, i've been to that before it have was, you yeah yeah, yeah. I, have uh. a, I have a picture of myself <laughs> with a very long <laughs> longer than it is now even with a very very nice old v-dub beetle but it's like a really really old one and they have lots of nice cars yeah lots of very vintagey styled motorbikes and all that kind of stuff yeah, interesting. They, I think it's really cool. It's a, they billing it as a must attend event for the whole family. So they've got the fairground rides, market stalls, children's entertainment, refreshments, and a bar. 
The Babicam Fair is coming to Babicam Downs on Sunday, the 13th of August, and that starts at 10. I know you love Babicam. I do love Babicam. I think it's a beautiful place. Yeah. So, yeah, they've got a fair on the 13th. So we're into September now. So Saturday, the 2nd of September is Torbay Pride. So Pride is coming back to Torbay. It's 100% free and it's 100% inclusive. It takes place on the seafront and there's kind of a parade and that'll go through to Tor Abbey Meadows. Pride is an all day event. They've got some great entertainment on the stage. Plus they've got local street food and local market stalls. Torbay Pride is all about Torbay. And they I know the organizers have really made a big effort to make sure that everybody that's there is a local. Like, know what I mean? Like everybody that is selling something there is like a local business. So how do people get involved if, if someone wants to either enter as a, as a trader or they mm. want to just be involved in the festival, help out in some way? Yeah, you just go to the website, torbaypride.co.uk. They are looking for sponsors to do, well, just like sponsoring the event generally there are corporate sponsorships kind of like gold silver and bronze depending on what you donate there's a special accommodation sponsorship so you can put it on your website and list yourself as a tour bay pride friendly hotel or accommodation and they're accepting uh, volunteers there are forms to fill out if you wanted to become a trader yeah there's loads of information all on the website and lots of you know things that you can get involved in so it's pretty cool that's great yeah. Get ready. The award-winning Agatha Christie Festival is taking place from the 8th to the 17th of September. And one of the most important things that you need to know about this festival is when you follow them on social media and you see something that you might like, you have to go immediately and book it because these tickets move faster than, I don't know, a squirrel on a skillet. <laughs> <laughs> they are... Everything, everything I looked at to try to, you know what I mean, to talk about it on today's podcast was nearly sold out. So we do get a preview of the festival because Matt Newbury was kind enough to stop by the podcast and he's a chairman of the organization. Let's have a listen. Brilliant. Here we are with Matt Newbury, who's program director of the Agatha Christie Festival. Welcome, Matt. Uh, well, thank you very much. Nice to be here. <laughs> Super. Yeah, I wanted to see, um, we've got a bunch of questions to ask you about the Agatha Christie Festival. I don't know a lot about it. And I think some of our listeners might be curious to know, like where it all started, and um, how the festivals changed over the years, and what it really means for tourism in Torbay. Do you have time to answer a couple questions for us? Yeah, by all means. So uh, the Agatha Christie Festival started in 1990, which was the centenary year of Agatha Christie's birth. Uh, and they started researching Agatha Christie. So there was a local tour guy called Joan Knott who used to do tours around uh, at Torbay. And she put together a whole, a whole package of events and worked with other people and the tourist board at the time to put on quite an incredible programme of celebrations. So the Orient Express came in. It's the only time that Miss Marple and Poirot ever met. So... Um, David Suchet got off the Orient Express at Torquay train station and met Joan Hickson, who was Miss Marple at the time. And she put out her hand and he held it and kissed it <laughs> and uh, the audience cheered. And that was the start of the, the first year of celebrations. And the, the Agatha Christie Mile was introduced that year and a bust mm. was unveiled, which we can still see in Torquay just behind the Tourist Information Centre. So that was the first year of it. And then it, it kind of grew and grew. And I first became involved for the 120th anniversary mm. and uh, I used to work at the tourist board myself 
and we hid 120 red herrings around the whole of Devon, around Ag- Agatha Christie country, <laughs> and we had clues that people go out and, and, and find. And oh, we didn't okay. think anybody would find all 120, and hundreds of people actually did, because wow. people are quite obsessive, our Agatha Christie fans. So, And the prize for that was actually lunch on the Orient Express. So, um, so lots of people got involved in that. And it's, it's, it's continued over the years, and it's... It's now become much more of, I suppose, a credible literary festival. Um, mm. So we have a lot of really big names coming in, but it still has all those fun events as well. Because I think people, when they think of Agatha Christie, they think of, you know, fun and that co- that kind of cosy vintage period. So we try and include a bit of that in there as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. The Ag- we're in, we're based on Beacon Key here. And I know that Agatha Christie has a lot of history just kind of on this road that's outside up on Beacon Hill. There's, um, a plaque outside the Royal Torbay Yacht Club. I think the Imperial Hotel played a really big part in Agatha's life, didn't it? So yeah, I used to lead, lead Agatha Christie Walk. So we'd, we would come past here and you can go down to Beacon Cove, which is where Agatha Christie learned to swim. Uh, and it used to be segregated bathing in those days. So that was the, the ladies only bathing <laughs> beach. Yeah. And Agatha's father used to go to the Royal Torbay Yacht Club, which is just behind there. And uh, he used to tell Agatha stories about how the, the, the men in there would get opera glasses and try and spy on the women swimming in the sea in front of them. Oh. These sort of dirty old <laughs> men at the time, really. And they, they were wearing, yeah. women back then used to wear kind of whole body garments where they were swimming, yes. so they wouldn't have seen a lot. But it was, uh, <laughs> and then you've got the Imperial Hotel, which appeared in three different Agatha Christie books. So uh, Miss Marple and Poirot stayed there. And I think the most famous one is probably The Body in the Library, which is which is very much set in that hotel. So okay. There's so many places around Torbay that are connected with her life, which is why it's a really good place to come to. You can go to the the Grand Hotel, where she spent her one-night honeymoon, which was in 1914 on Christmas Eve, and uh, wow. just before Archie Christie, her husband, went off to war. You can go to outside the pavilion, and they went to a, a, a Wagner concert there and uh, a Wagner concert. No, is it Wagner? Wagner. I was going yeah. wrong. Uh, and uh, he proposed to her straight after the concert outside. So you can go to the places, you know, loads of places from her life yeah. are all around here. So we've got a real legacy, I think. Yeah, definitely. So you've you've been involved um, indirectly for a number of years, and then directly just recently, where you became the program director. But how do you? So you see it now in evolving over the years in terms of like the content that you offer, and also like the size and scope of the of the festival. Yes, yeah, so I'm really going to try and grow the festival because I think that the name Agatha Christie, there's, there's no country in the world you could go to where somebody wouldn't have heard of Agatha Christie. Mm. So it's kind of a remarkable legacy to have in a town. Um, so we really want to celebrate that and mark it. So I think the festival at the moment is a fraction of the size it could mm. be. And we're still quite reliant on Arts Council funding, which is very generous of them. But in the future, that might not always be there. So we're mm. going to try and grow the festival so it can stand on its own two feet. Yes. And I think the way we're doing that is a combination. So this year, for the first time, we're doing a fringe festival for six days. And then we're doing a four-day core literary festival. So there's something for everyone. Okay. Um, and I think that will work really well. So the, the fringe festival, we're starting off um, with something I think is quite amazing. We've got a, we've got a band, a super band called the Fun Loving Crime Writers. <laughs> And uh, the, the whole band is made up of crime writers. Never. So um, Val McDermott is the lead singer, and she's obviously sold millions of books herself. Yes. So that's going to open the festival. So we've got lots of fun events like that. The the Mousetrap this year, it's 70 years of the Mousetrap, so that's coming to the Princess Theatre, uh, and that's going to be another brilliant thing to celebrate. So that will, the tour will be coming here. And I'd mentioned a treasure hunt earlier. Well, we're going to bring back another treasure hunt where we hide 70 mice around Torbay, and families will be able to go off and find the mice and win a fantastic prize as well. So that's kind of the fun element. Yeah. And then we go into much more of a credible literary festival. 
Um, and I can tell you about some of the people who come in, come into that. So we've got yeah. Robert Thorogood, and he's the writer of Death in Paradise. Okay. And, and the recent spin-off, which is um, Beyond Paradise, which annoyingly is set in Devon, but filmed in Cornwall. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be coming down and talking about those. We've got Sophie Hanna who's the new writer of the Poirot novels. So okay. she's the official person that was allowed by the Agatha Christie estate to continue the Poirot stories. Yes. So she's written a brand new Poirot book that's set at Christmas. So she'll be talking about that. Great. We've got Anne Cleese, who writes Vera, mm. the detective show, and, and also Shetland. Um, so yeah, we've got some really big names coming down and lots of fun events as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds really good. It sounds good that it's like a two, two-part. It's kind of something for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's 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 the plan. We want to we want to hit as many people as possible. Um, and uh, another unusual thing because events at Torbay, people usually it's more local people going to a lot of events than people coming in. But the Agatha Christie Festival is eighty percent visitors and twenty percent local people. Right. So we want to do some events this year that get a lot more locals involved because I think that's really important. So one of the things we're doing is a a dog walking treasure hunt. So we're doing it, we're calling it Wagatha. Um, <laughs> and you'll be able to go to Goodrington and go walking with your dogs. And you'll meet actors along the way and you'll be able to follow the lead and sniff out the clues. So oh. <laughs> sniff out the clues. I love that. Oh, that's brilliant. So it's like a live action uh, mystery that you're in with your dog. Yeah, exactly. And I'm cool. sure there'll be a few treats along the way. And another thing we do every year um, is the Agatha Christie Sea Swim. So we yes. do that for... Uh, so Agatha Christie absolutely loves swimming. As I mentioned earlier, she, she learned to swim just by here and she swam all her life. Uh, and we're doing a swim from Beacon Cove that goes around to Meadford Sands or Meadford Beach. Yes. It's about one mile and it's not a race. We call it a sightseeing swim. So we encourage people to go off, enjoy the scenery, chat to each other and uh, learn a little bit about Agatha Christie on the way. And that raises money for Rowcroft Hospice as well. So that's, that's that. We had 225 people do that last year. So in three different ways. So we'll be hoping to match that again this year. Okay. Yeah. That's lovely to honor her at Beacon Cove where she learned to swim and just kind of retrace those steps. That's brilliant. That's great. The, um, I know that the festival offers like, you know, this kind of range of activities. So it's this difference between like entertainment and education. Do you think you've got that balance right? Or how is that, how is that swaying or swinging now? Are you focused more on the literary aspect, do you think? No, I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and a really key thing we try and do all the time is try and encourage young people to be involved in the the festival uh, and encourage reading and literacy as well. So we have an Agatha Christie um, young person's writing competition, a mystery writing competition every year. Right. Uh, and then Doorstep Arts, which is a local um, organisation, works with local schools to put on a theatrical performance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we really try and involve young people in it as well. And we've got a, a play coming this year uh, from Paddleboat Theatre that's going to paint in library that will be for young people as well. So we try and get that real sort of nurture, that literary side to it at the start. And then we, we mix up the fun with the with, with the credible and the literary. So hopefully it's, yeah. it's a nice balance for everyone. Yeah, that's good. I know that, um, you know, working in partnership is vital for, you know, a successful festival, no matter what type of festival that you're running. So how do you manage like your various collaborations? So do you collaborate with local like hotels or restaurants or other businesses? Yeah, very much so. So we, we, we try and, you know, I can't put everything on myself, so we do need to work with other people. So we're doing events this year in Kent's Cabin. We're doing events at Paint and Zoo. 
Uh, we're doing, as I mentioned, Painting Library, Greenway House. Um, so all, all those sort of venues will be doing um, special events. We're working with local bars and restaurants as well. So we're doing stuff at Cantina in Goodrington. Um, we're also doing something called a Lit Hop, which is a literary pub crawl. And we're starting at, at uh, Torquay Museum and uh, and go, then go to some local bars where kind of unexpected literary happenings will happen. It might be a, a comedian <laughs> or it might be a poet or it might be a reading. So... And that involves lots of venues as well. Um, and we also encourage hotels to do packages. So the local hotels can, can speak to the English Riviera, Riviera Tourist Board and they can, they can get a, a package for people to come down and stay and book some of these events as well. I mean, a lot of events happen at the Grand Hotel or the Imperial because those hotels are connected to Agatha Christie's life. But we very much encourage other hotels and B&Bs and, 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 and guest houses to get involved as well. Right, because it's a multi-day festival. So there's a lot of opportunity for like staying, you know, people to stay over. And you said that there's a lot of tourists coming down. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan. It's, so this year's festival lasts for 10 days. So we're hoping people come, you know, some some people might come for a weekend. Some people might come for the whole 10 days. So, mm. And we do get people coming from all over the world. Last year, we had people from like uh, Japan. We had people from Canada. We had people from Australia. Uh, we've had people from South America. That's so, amazing. you know, it really is an international festival. Yeah, that's great. So it's a big opportunity, I think, for the hospitality sector to kind of like step up and really embrace the festival and, you know, to put the put the best foot forward. What what do you think would be like a decent deal if you owned a B&B? What would you do to, to entice visitors to come to stay with you? Well, I think I would do a package. You know, we've got the mousetrap on here. So why not do a weekend and include a ticket for the mousetrap or, mm-hmm. or include, you know, one of the other fun events we've got going on. So we, we've got things like... Um, a wine and crime evening where people will be drinking wine and there will be clues on the wine labels and other clues in there. So it's a bit of a murder mystery to solve. There's also something called What's Your Poison, which is all about Agatha Christie and cocktails. So a cocktail expert will be chatting about cocktails and Agatha Christie books. So you can package those into a hotel at your your venue. So definitely there's lots of options, I think. Yeah, to make like a whole like crime weekend, you know, all based around all the Agatha Christie activities, the ticketed ones. But if you got them in advance, then you could really, you know, offer something interesting for your customers. I think that would be really good. Um, Just... You know, I know that you've been in Torbay for a long time. Yeah, I was born in Timmouth and moved to Torquay <laughs> when I was 16. So, yeah, and, far, far too long. <laughs> as, you know, as, you know, a director at Tor Abbey and as, you know, as somebody who's involved in the art scene and various festivals and everything, how do you think that your experience in Torbay has, like, kind of informed your, you know, the direction of the festival? So what are you what are you bringing of yourself and your experience in Torbay to the festival? So I think it's all about partnership working, and I think for years there's been other festival directors who haven't lived in Torbay, and I think that's quite a difficult thing to do. So they might live in perhaps in London and come down and put the festival on for a week a year, and it's quite hard to do that partnership working. Um, so I often got approached by some of the festival directors in the past and say, mm. you know, where can I borrow some speakers from, or where can I get some deck chairs, or where yes. can I get this or that. I think knowing the local area, knowing lots of people and, and forging those links and making sure as many people involved as possible yeah. comes a lot easier if you, if you live in the place and you, you come in. And I think, you know, everybody should be talking about partnership work and it's a really positive thing and it's how you can make something much bigger from lots of individuals. Yeah, and, and easier. You know, it's easier to put on when you know, you know, where the light switches are, you know. If you know where all of the people are and all the resources that you have, it's just like, you know, it just makes everything easier to make it bigger, make it better because you know, you know what's happening. It's good. 
Um, so lastly, I think we'd like to hear some details about this year's festivals. So I know that you've got a range of venues going on. So what are the dates of the festival? So the festival runs from the 8th to the 17th of September. Uh, the first six days of the festival are the Fringe Festival. So that's kind of the fun events in unusual places. And the last four days are taking place in the Spanish barn at Tor Abbey. And that's the, the, the literary festival part of it, the core literary festival. Right. And so it's going to be various times throughout throughout the day, you know, depending on the type of event it is. So what where would somebody get some marketing material for this? Is there going to be like leaflets drawn up or is there a dedicated website? Yeah, we've got a dedicated website at agathachristiefestival.com. So that's a nice, easy one, agathachristiefestival.com. Yep. You can also pop into the Joyce Information Centre um, and just pick up a brochure. They'll be available in the next couple of weeks. But the easiest thing is just to go online or, or sign up to our social media. Or if you do go on the website and you scroll down to the bottom right-hand corner, you can sign up for our newsletter and you'll always be the first people to hear when the latest news is coming out. Oh, that's brilliant. Yep, you've got to be the first to know so everybody gets signed up to that newsletter. Well, thanks a lot, Matt Newberry, Director of the Agatha Christie Festival. It's lovely to have you on the podcast today. My pleasure. Wasn't that great? Nice. Yeah, great. Again, that is from the 8th to the 17th of September. You check out the full festival program at iacf-uk.org. Now, the next event in September is the Teen Maritime and Shanty Festival. Have you ever been to a shanty festival? I don't even know what a shanty festival is. It sounds piratey, though, i got to say. It does. I yeah. know. I think they they need to do more, like, yeah, when everybody's looking at the Bricks and Pirate Festival, they need to sneak in some leaflets there. <laughs> but, but this one's in September, and, like, the Pirate Festival is usually, like, the very first festival in Torbay. So I'm correct in thinking that it's a we're pirate-themed here with shanty. Yeah, I don't know that it's really piratey. It's more like seafaring, like uh-huh, okay, a working, okay. you know what I mean, working vessels. Is a shanty a, is a, shanty a sea song? Is that what a shanty is? Yeah, it's like a working song. Okay. It's like, you know, it's got a particular rhythm. It's for like hauling ropes so that you could all sing together and haul the ropes together kind of thing to a particular rhythm because you're all in a line. So like if one person messes it up and doesn't have any rhythm, you know what I mean? The whole line gets messed up. Anyway, so that's the Sea Shanty podcast for you. The Sea Shanty Festival, <laughs> the Maritime Shanty Festival is running from the weekend of the 8th to the 11th of September. And they are featuring this stunning tall ship and it is called the Pelican of London. I was trying to count how many sails it had on it. I think I got up to a dozen. It is this massive thing with like full sails and they're going to sail in with the afternoon tide on the 8th of September. So you have to go and check that out. And I guess they're going to be coming in between Shalden and between Shalden and Tinmet, I don't know how it's getting in there. Anyway, it's very exciting. Now we head over to the jobs board. The Tor Park Hotel is hiring various hotel positions. You email info at thetorparkhotel.com. And the Railway Inn in Churston is hiring bar and wait staff. They need a barista over at the Meadfoot Beach Cafe, and they've got a really nice salary job for a food and beverage supervisor, and that's over at Bovey Castle. So that's something. Bovey, is Bovey Castle or Bovey Tracy Castle? You know what I mean. And get this. You ready for this? You've been here. There's a hotel receptionist and a restaurant manager job that are going at the Burr Island Hotel, and that is at Bigbury on Sea. Bigbury's a gorgeous, gorgeous place to be. I know. So. Wouldn't that be cool to go to work and you'd have to like ride the sea tractor to get there? <laughs> it's iconic. 
I just want to add one more listing for us. It's actually one of our one of our previous guests. Yeah. Down at the Fishcombe Cove Cafe. Oh, Chloe. I've seen that Chloe's just listed yesterday on Insta on her Instagram stories that they're looking for a me- new member of staff. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So contact Chloe down at the Fishcombe Cove Cafe. Yeah. I saw that too. Yes. They're they're getting really busy down there, so that's really great. Hi, Chloe. And now let's turn over to the live music calendar. And I can tell you, it is ram-packed. Friday the 9th, it's Filthy Friday at the Spinning Wheel in Paynton. And they've got the Filthy Gorgeous playing from 9 p.m. They are filthy and you are gorgeous. (laughs) Honestly, it's like their strap line. It's hilarious. (laughs) Our friends from New Days are playing at the Blue Anchor in Brixham at 9 Emily Howard is playing at the Apple and Parrot from 10 and make sure to tag us hashtag Torbay Friday in your posts and stories and then we'll share them out because we're all about hashtag Torbay Friday. Saturday the 10th is a huge night for live music so there's no excuse to stay in. You get out. Devil Rain are playing rock, blues and soul at the Griffin Bar in Torquay Saturday from 4. Guy Stockwell and the Upbeats are playing at the Chelston Manor Pub at 8. And over in Dartmouth is funk duo Schofield, and they're playing the Sail Loft at 8 p.m. I've never been to the Sail Loft, but I want to go. Rock band Reckless is at Rock Bottom in Tinmouth from 8 p.m. Do you like to have a boogie? Band Jax is playing at the Devon Arms in Torquay at 9. The Scorchers are at the Harbor Inn in Paynton at 9 p.m. And there's a summer dance party with some drum and bass. Hard Energy and Utopia are at the Foundry in Torquay. And that kicks off at 10. That is all on Saturday. I was about to ask, you know, I there's so many options here. I was curious which one you'd, you'd want to go to, Lynn. But of I course, think... it's got to be that last one. The summer dance party <laughs> with Hard Energy and Utopia at the Foundry. Am I, am I correct there? No, no, I would be going to, yeah, I want to go to Dartmouth with the funk duo. That sounds like fun, like over there. Or I would go see the Scorchers in Paynton. I've never heard the Scorchers, but they sound hot. Yeah. And Paynton Harbor is just like always buzzing. I love that. Sunday, Sunday fun day with New Days at Cantina in Goodrington. I think that's at 2 p.m. Sorry, I didn't write it down. Grab a funky Sunday lunch and stay for the music with Schofield. And they are at the Osborne in Meadfoot from 3. And the occasions are playing live at the Griffin Bar, Turkey at 4. And that is on Sunday. The weather outlook, the Met Office says... It says partly cloudy. It's rubbish. But you know what that means. It means it's partly sunny too. (laughs) We got to look on the bright side. They are highs of 21 degrees both days. So remember to subscribe, leave a five-star review so that we can continue to reach more people with all this great news that's coming out of our hardworking hospitality sector in Torbay. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening.